0: Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio.
1: What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It's high noon on a Wednesday afternoon Super wildcard week. Super Wildcard! It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. You know the drill. You've got Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler here for the next two hours. Betwixt the pair of us, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest. But what you should know by now, you want to chime in anytime over the next two hours. You can find us on the dot com. I'm talking the twitter.com at Wesley Euler at the body 52. The body.
2: What's up, cousin? Man, you just made me happy because you said my name first, so I'm good. Everything, it's a great day today. I am a man of the people. It's a great day today, man. You're using very eloquent words, you know. And last, uh, nice,
1: last nice day of the year? wait i can't say that anymore because nah. it's because it's well, 2021 t- yeah saying, I mean, hey, we, we got a summer yeah, yeah. we got we got a lot of nice got, days ahead of us we got a, we got like 360.
0: Whoa, 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 days hold on hold on, hold on. on. <laughs>
2: actually actually hopefully we have a lot of nice days ahead of us <laughs> right, i've learned my right. lesson in 2020 it was my birthday march what march 14th we were celebrating on march 12th i said oh man Whew, i can't wait man we are finna do all the type of stuff mm-hmm. who would i who would have thought who two would've... days
1: later you, huh? know what, you know what it's funny you say that arthur motes right because um I, I turned thirty in February. Mm-hmm. Okay, you are. Like, oh, I know, God, like, like six weeks ago, like here. a I'm grand see, posse, I'm gray hair showing, staring down thirty right down the barrel. Mm-mm-mm. Um, the past two years, I've been in Indianapolis for the combine right. during my birthday.
2: Because you always leave me. I remember that. Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: Exactly. You know, I try I try and get you a big suite, but you know, Mister mm-hmm. Rooney says West. I mean, you're the big time one. You know, you're the one with all the NFL. I mean, experience. seriously, man, we can't afford for that Arthur Motes guy to be tagging along. They say he's washed, anyways. Um. So this past year, right, I turned 29 in Indianapolis and I just, I remember like I was talking to my wife on the phone and I was like, she turned 29 in January. I turned 29 in February. Our birthdays are close to each other. And I'm like, this is going to be the, this is going to be the year. You know, like mm-hmm. like we're 29. Let's have some fun before we really start trying to have a family here. We had all these plans <laughs> for the summer. Her and I, Arthur Motes, were supposed to be going the first week in March here. We were supposed to go to Europe for two weeks. Wow. We had all these grand plans. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. Maybe we should just, just take it a day at a time. Yep, that, and, that's, that's where
2: I'm at right now, man.
1: Count our blessings one day at a time. I said, man,
2: I, I will no longer take, you know, all these pleasantries for granted. <laughs> Each one is significant and each twenty four hours is very significant. Very significant. So yes. Very
1: I mean, you know, it's been a long time since we've had any excitement in America. It's hey, just been man. it's been a quiet year.
2: Quiet couple months. Oh man. I just wish I could just find me some comfortable like, sandals as I go through all this crazy nonsense through life. Some of the good days, some of the bad days. At least I can be comfortable you
1: through guys, it all, it's man. It's all, about, it's all about the comfort. It's all about the comfort. And we're, you know, we're, we're seeking comfort in here. You know, yes, I, I'm always looking for comfort. We don't seek comfort out there, but we seek
2: comfort in here. I told Coach Tom, when I retired, I grew my eyelids back, and I started getting real comfortable
1: <laughs> <laughs> in every aspect of life. And, Arthur Motes, I know I think a lot of people out there maybe aren't as comfortable or as confident- uh and everything going off without a hitch this mm. weekend and some of the stuff that we have seen transpire, these developments in Cleveland. Uh what we do know is that Kevin Stefanski is not going to be in Field on Sunday. Yeah. Other than that, we're waiting on some other Adam Schefter just tweeted recently excuse me, uh no new positive test today in Cleveland's round of testing this morning. So that's good news, obviously. But I just See, for me, I I still
2: this is why I always have my issues when they make that announcement at noon. Right. How many times have we all have we seen them? And we saw this with Baltimore and with Tennessee where they hit you with the early morning. Oh, there's no new positive test. And then later on that day, you're like, oh, well, this person was just added to the COVID list. So that's why for me, I'm just like, I feel like the NFL is still trying too hard to to to. Put this positive image of hey no positive. no po- I mean we've heard the narrative how many times and we got 256 games done without one cancellation when in all actuality you move multiple games so you I mean, might what, say like you didn't cancel teams right their
1: bye week move
2: you you might go off the premise of technically yes it was not a canceled game but to act as if the games weren't rescheduled multiple times solely because of COVID I mean it, it's misleading so that's why for me when they put out these reports this early in the day. I'm like, man, we were still getting reports about the Browns, you know, having people added to the list at four o'clock yesterday. Right. So that that's why for me, I'm just like, I, I understand what they're trying to do, but I don't think it's needed right now because I feel like it, it makes you look worse when you keep trying mm. to make it look like something that is really not. Just be truthful with this. Hey, man, right now we haven't seen anything new, but we know this could change as the day progressed. Not... They haven't had any new tests that was positive today. Right. right. And making it final. That, that's my issue
1: with it. Especially with those rapid tests. Right. right? Like, we, and like we've they're much more they accurate now than they were, you know, earlier on. Ago, right. But but we still have seen, I mean, even with Daz Bryant, I mean, his situation
2: where yeah. he was a false positive, and, and it took him multiple tests over a short two day span for them to realize that. So that's why, for me, I'm just like, I, I don't feel like you make those type of announcements in a situation like this where it's not the first time it wasn't like yesterday was the first time they had some type of COVID going on this their second situation like this second in 10 days week. yes yep. not even in two weeks it's been 10 days think right. about that right not, not even 10 days <laughs> so to me I, I just feel like this is a situation you handle a little bit differently you have to monitor it and you could give your updates but don't make it as if everything is all well and good Hunky because dory. just because you want to get the game played, we understand the game is going to get played regardless right we know that Otherwise, you would have already made those adjustments because the numbers are, are – I think at the time it was two bodies less than uh, Baltimore's. Baltimore had, I think, 19 players 19 on. sounds and right, And I think yeah. they're around, what, uh, I think it was at 16 like or 17. Teens, I think. Yeah, yeah, yesterday. So if they were going to move the game or anything like that, they had all their, their, their ducks in order yesterday to do that. But to try to keep spinning it as if everything is back to normal all of a sudden today and that's why the game is going to get played, that's not the case. Just say, hey, man, we're going to play this game because we're going to play this game. And we're going to play this game because the Browns that are in this situation and not any of these other prominent franchises, any of these other prominent teams that have – Or just re- Baltimore. You know. Well, no, no, not even <laughs> – because ba- I'm saying, like, let's be real. If this is Kansas City, you you don't think they're going to be a little bit more flexible? If this is Buffalo, if this is Tom Brady, if this is the Pittsburgh Steelers, you don't think they'll be a little bit more flexible? That's my only thing. Because Patrick the, Mahomes and the Chiefs. But because it's the Browns and not a lot of people even expected them to get into this, and because of the way they went about getting into it, that's why it's not even talked about on that type of level outside of us here in Pittsburgh and obviously them in Cleveland. Nobody's talking about this
1: like uh, to that scale. So with that in mind, I mean, like, there's no chance this game gets pushed, right? It, it, they won't. Do, I don't like, think wait, they will. I've seen that, right? Like, I've seen that from yeah. like Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network. I think Schefter even yeah. mentioned that this morning. Like, it's probably not going to happen, but there's still a chance that this game should get could get pushed. Push the Push win. Push the win. Yeah. Like, like, what, to Monday? Right. I mean, because than, because
2: then if no no if you go Monday, but now you compromise the winning team the following because you're either playing Saturday
1: or Sunday. Well, I and think the they team could say we're going to make sure they play Sunday. You know what I mean? But, but either still. way, the teams that they're going to be playing is yeah. who? Buffalo. Buffalo plays Saturday at one o'clock. Right? You don't know so mean to get, tell me so they get two extra two, day, two extra well, days, two and a half extra because days it's gonna because, be because honest, it's going to be a Monday night. It's going to be Monday night. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's be. That's what I'm saying. Like that's that you can't do that. No, no. The, the, in this regard, Motes, whether like whatever your opinion is on all this stuff, um, as it relates to football, as it relates to the the virus and the bigger picture. This is the bed that the NFL has made. Mm-hmm. Now they have to lie in it, you know, like, yeah. like, like no bubble. They were, they were, I think, overly confident that they could just test this thing to death and wouldn't have any issues. This is this. I mean, this is how it has to be going forward. If, if this happens to Aaron Rodgers NFC Championship game week, right. This is how it has to be well, it, going forward. And
2: that's the thing that I, you know when I talk about the situation, I said. I mean, like you said, the NFL definitely made this bet; they have to lay in it. But more importantly, we all take this approach, and it's a little bit different in terms of how we are, are viewing it now because it's the Browns, and because it's super wild card weekend. Super, wild but we card both weekend. know: let this happen, AFC Championship, NFC oh Championship. Gosh. Let this happen in the Super, super Bowl. Bowl. A coach or a prominent quarterback can't play because of a COVID test, or we're having this type of scenario, and.
1: Like you said, we, Chiefs versus Packers and Andy Reid can't be on the sideline. Right, side right. <laughs> Like you already know, man, that, that's not gonna fly. Steelers man. Steelers versus Saints and Mike Tomlin or Sean Payton can't be on. Come on, on the now. Line. We both, like I said, that's not gonna fly. Right. But the NFL, when when
2: they go this route, man, this is what happens. You know, so
1: it, it's it it's 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 gonna be an, it's gonna be an imperfect run the next five six weeks. without yet. a doubt, man. It, it just is. And, and I oh go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say the other thing that I've seen that I think is comical. And and this has come heavily out of Cleveland, but it's picking up a little steam nationally. Why doesn't the NFL just pause for a week? Let all these teams get right. right. Let everybody you know bubble up in their own little thing. And it, no, you can't do it. so. So so the Packers and the Chiefs are supposed to not play for three weeks. Right. Like, like because you can't, yeah, you can't do they already that. have a bu- they already have a bye. But to me, I said this. I was like,
2: what is the the difference between you quote unquote pausing the season for two weeks? and playing through it because it's not as if we haven't already seen just because you pause it doesn't mean the virus goes away it doesn't mean because you pause that nobody else is going to test positive we saw that nationally globally we all had what a two-week stay home order then that order turned into one month then what all the numbers are down that was the new narrative right the numbers are down the numbers are down the numbers are down let's open back up and get back to normal and then what did they say not even a month after that. Man, this is the highest numbers we've ever seen, man. The numbers are back up. The numbers are back up. Just because you pause, it, it doesn't mean that it's going to go away. It doesn't mean that you still won't have similar situations like this. The issue is the handling of the situation. You can't prevent players from getting COVID or coaches. I mean, as no, much you as you can't. try to do it, as much as we talk about practicing your, your health and safety and things like that, it, 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 it's going to happen. It's one of those things. It's inevitable, be, right as as right. it, it's, it's inevitable right now. You be as cautious as possible and still get it. It's inevitable right now. So less about, you know, sitting at home for two weeks and just, oh, all right, the numbers went down. We're good to go because that's not it's not going to go away like that. But to then everybody me, will get
1: back together and, right. and, and cases but, will start popping up again.
2: But to me, it's more so, okay, put together some solid procedures. Put together something that we can all know. Okay, if 15 people are on the list, that triggers mm. this part. Okay, mm. if this happens and that triggers that but right now we don't have that right now yeah, there's no threshold th- there is no threshold we don't yeah. know if it's a, a two-person thing we we worry about postponing or if it's a 30 person we worry about postponing we don't know if it's oh okay if it's this quarterback versus this position group okay that can dictate things it's just too much gray areas is not enough legislation around it and that's why not only us in, in Pittsburgh and Cleveland, but just as NFL fans, we're very frustrated with everything that's been happening as it pertains to COVID because there isn't a guideline. We get we get mad with the fine system. We get mad with the NCAA ejecting players after a hit, right? Mm-hmm. But we all it. but we all respect. We we can uh, understand it because we you know. Okay, know this is. is the rule. Yeah. So if it happens, we like even though I don't like it, I understand it because that yeah. is the rule. Rules that's the, the protocol. Yeah. We don't have that right now with COVID. That's a great point. We, we do not that's have that. That's a really that. good example. So we don't know. Okay, was that good? Was that not good? Was that enough? Was that not enough? And to me, that's the bigger issue right now.
1: I I think that's really well said. I think it's really well said. There, there's no threshold in that regard. Um, there's no exact. What does it take to move a game? What are the minimum acceptable like, days seriously,
2: between what, games? What, why Why did why, what, what excuse did the NFL give us for why they moved Tennessee? why they moved Baltimore, outbreak, but then they didn't touch Denver, but then they're not touching Cleveland right now. Because Cleveland right now is under the quote-unquote outbreak category. right? If this was two weeks ago, they would be saying this is an outbreak. But because it's plus and they're trying to just get this thing rolling, they're not even using the word outbreak. They, they went to the – it's a community situation. <laughs> I, I, I said, man, when did y'all start using community spread? We've never heard community. you say that. All season long, it was never community spread. It was, oh, it's in the Ravens' facility. Oh, it's in the Titans facility. Oh, they co- oh, San Fran closed their job for two days? It's in the Niners facility. But now all of a sudden with the Browns, oh, it's a community spread. That that it's not just in the Cleveland, it's, it's in the community. It's in the that, community. It's different. They could still play. This is different.
1: <laughs> hey, there's there's no threshold. There's no man. threshold. Yeah. I am with you. And man, you know what you could totally see happen in two moats is you know. The game, the game getting, the game's getting played on Sunday. I mean, the game's they're, getting they're played, played play on Sunday. Game. Two, three weeks from now, it's AFC Championship mm-hmm. week, and something happens to Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. and the NFL decides, you know what, we're going to use that bye week between the Super Bowl, we're going to push all yeah, this back. I mean, a because, week. because remember, there's no Pro Bowl this year, so we'll just it, we'll just
2: push that area. Hey, and then
1: Kevin Stefanski and the Browns are going to be screaming mm-hmm. bloody murder, and rightfully so. And, and it's going to look like, like the NFL so. just totally favored the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. So, they're. I mean, we've already seen that. We've criticism. already seen
2: that. We've seen that with who? Baltimore. We've already seen that. Them rat, we've already seen it. Them man. rat birds. That's my biggest them issue. I'm rat like, birds. We, we've already seen them bend over backwards for organization, and all these other times where they tried to say that that was the biggest difference between Denver and Baltimore. So they kept saying, "Well, Denver is not an outbreak; it's just a position group," whereas Baltimore's outbreak.
0: <laughs>
2: now it's apples to apples. Mm -hmm. you can't use that narrative of it's just a position group it's just a coach you can't use that excuse anymore so now it's gonna be interesting to see like I said how the NFL proceeds because going forward this I mean I I don't want it to happen again but I do feel like it's the inevitable I mean when you talk about this many teams especially come playoffs and them continuing down that path eventually we will have another case like this and I do feel that as much as we don't like to talk about, you know, the integrity of a season, right? Or if that season is asterisk and things like that, you're not going to sit here and tell me if we keep getting this type of scenario and they try to make teams play through that in these very much significant games, not regular season games, because I can understand the narrative for regular season, but playoff games, you're not going to tell me that that doesn't alter how you view this, this, this playoff season, even if we win it. And this is me as a, as a stiller, it's just like, man, you're going to look back and say, well, I mean, dude, it's kind of janky a little bit. I mean, granted, we would be happy that we still Absolutely. got our seven, but when you look at it big picture wise, that is a big time situation. I mean, it's a big time asterisk behind it.
1: Steelers get to the Super Bowl against the Green Bay Packers. No, no, a- no Aaron Rodgers. No, Andy Reid. Shout out. I mean, no, no, uh, no, no, <laughs> <Matt> LaFleur. <laughs> LaFleur. <Yeah. laughs> Although you know what, Mozy, it's ten years since Super Bowl forty-five. I mean, a little vengeance. Hey, well. You know what I found out um yesterday? We were
2: actually I had a chance to uh, talk with a uh a Cleveland Browns uh like insider, kinda like okay. the Dell Lally, Matt Williamson gotcha, type for gotcha. them, right? He was telling me how even last game, because of the COVID stuff, that they didn't even have O line coaches. Jeez. J C Tredder, the center, yeah, he was their player coach. <laughs> no, no exaggeration. He's wearing a lot of hats. No exaggeration. They said that he was the the O line coach Jeez. because not only did the O line coach but the assistant O line coach they were on the COVID list as well. I said, man, you, you you can't tell me, man. Like this is out of hand right here, bro. I mean as much as like I was impressed And I talked about being very impressed with the victory yeah. When I hear stuff like that I'm like come on bro all, all, he,
1: all, like, he needs like, is, all he needs is a stake in team ownership And he's like Mario Lemieux out there Like
2: seriously <laughs> a... Owner,
1: player, coach, captain
2: I said we, we, we were there with this thing Come on, man. This is nuts, bro. Uh,
1: old alum tweets us here and wants to know if there's any chance that Cleveland coaches would be allowed in the stadium isolated maybe in a, in a suite or a box or something like that. I don't think no, so, No, right? from,
2: from my understanding, once you test positive or you're deemed a contact or close contact, you are not allowed in that facility. Isolation, isolation, isolation. Not around anybody else. They don't even want you around your family at times. I mean, that's when they talk about the isolation. That's right. literally what they mean. Right. You go downstairs. Everybody else is upstairs or wherever else. Like – So I don't see a scenario where they would even have them like that. And then because of the different delays from a television standpoint, you can't even go the route of, okay, he may be at home but still has direct access to them to talk to them. Number one, you're not going to be able to do it because of the delay. But number two, the NFL has rules where if you're on the sideline, you can't have communication devices. I, I remember right. Apple Watch. Remember being got fined for that Apple last Watch, year. You yep. can't have that's those type of right. communicative devices because obviously the competitive advantage that could go with mm. that. So I I don't see a scenario is you're not going to get the Hugh Freeze where he's up in the in the booth with the <laughs> with the bed like that's not happening either, man. All right. So so when we talk about the competitive advantage, yes, this is a massive advantage. Granted, like I said, we're on the good end of this because, like I said, we're not directly affected from a personnel standpoint or a coaching staff standpoint. But this is a massive advantage. I mean, you think about the people that they're missing. I mean, Joe Batonio, we we all agree that's their best offensive lineman. Not even a debate. Going to his third Pro Bowl this year. Mm -hmm. Know him. And then, like you said, when you factor in not having the guy who not only calls the calls but has really changed the face of that franchise, I mean, if anybody should know how significant a head coach is, the Cleveland Browns should definitely know. Literally, they could not win a single game. They couldn't win a single game Mm -hmm. under certain head coaches Mm -hmm. in the recent future. I mean, the recent history. Mm -hmm. And then you saw the coach they had last year who we all thought was, as the French say, less incompetent. Okay? (laughs)
1: You so, know <laughs> you know what's hilarious? I saw a tweet out of Cleveland. Yes, I saw a tweet go viral out of Cleveland yesterday. Uh-huh. That was like, "We finally make the playoffs, and we still lose our head coach."
2: Like, this is nuts, bro. So, so when you think about that, we finally that,
1: make the playoffs, and we're still
2: looking to replace our head coach. Like, when you when you factor in that. I mean, this is catastrophic for those guys over there, man. I mean, we were talking about worrying about a, a, a hangover because of how big of a, a game and how big of a situation it was for Browns. You know, ending the 18-year drought, you don't have to worry about the hangover now. They over here with their backs against the wall over here. Man, I don't know how we're going to do this thing, but uh, we're going to have to be on our 8
1: 8 game and hope hey, for a miracle. All that I'm saying, all that I'm saying in the, in the words of myself quoted by my good friend, Arthur Motes, <sighs> Hey, Baker Mayfield, just keep that same energy. Hey, keep that same. You want to be dancing and dabbing? All right, well, you better man, be dancing oh, and dabbing away from Cam Hayward. Right. And he's bull-rushing you in the pocket for three hours hey, on Sunday night.
2: Like I said, can't, it can't even feel bad about it, man. I don't, I don't feel bad about it.
1: Well, I can feel bad for some, just for not, some, yes, not yes. six. Yes. Man, I think <laughs> that that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> Arthur Boats, Wesley, you it's super wild card week, Super folks. wild card. And we are, we are jacked up. We got a lot of tweets rolling in here so far. We'll get to some of those on the other side. We'll continue the conversation here looking ahead to Steelers-Browns Sunday night at Heinz Field. He's Arthur Motz. and Wesley Euler. This is the Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24/7 home of the black and gold SNR.
1: Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, it's the Steelers Blitz on a Wednesday. The Cleveland Browns about to enter the danger zone. Oh love. Sunday at you know that Baker, he better wake up feeling dangerous on Sunday or else they ain't gonna have much of a prayer.
2: <laughs> ain't that the truth?
1: Jeez. <laughs> Motsi, we got some tweets rolling in here early, as we always do. Oh, yeah, man. Do. Shout out to the Power Grid, too, man. Um, we ain't, ain't talked to them all day yet, man. The Power Grid has not been playing games hey, over the, over this 2020 2021 NFL season. Nah, y'all do
2: it the right way. Like I said, man, y'all inspire me every time. You guys time, are coming I, correct. Eh, eh, when we get to checking the socials and
1: y'all be up there doing what y'all do, I love it. Um, before we get to that, though, uh, I had a, you know, we've been kicking around, and we've been soliciting some ideas for our Tom Brady bet that you want. Okay? Oh, you're talking
2: about where he threw for 4,633
1: yards? Uh, just more than 4,300. That's four, all 40 about. touchdowns, That's 12 picks. That, hey, you talking you about see that folks? guy? You're seeing who's the TB12 lover here. Well, <laughs> it, you, you, you tested me. I did test you. You tested me. Hey, it's all right. He had to pick on some little sisters of the poor and some domes at the end of the season. I mean, we'll he, see if, he he settled a whole we'll half. See, and you told we'll me you do ask can, how, we'll how how many, he can keep right? That same energy you, you, at Lambeau Field I could, I this s- this
2: January. Lambeau Field, we 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 in uh. Was it? FedEx? Is it FedEx? Well, though? that first, too. Saying, FedEx? quarterbacks
1: go to die, too. All right. I mean, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. That but you heard what Arians said, right? That field there has you, you, claimed you heard, some lies. You heard
2: what Bruce Arians told Chase, right? Oh, no. Be careful what well, you ask for, You know what fella. I'm
1: telling Bruce Arians? Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys haven't faced a pass rush in four weeks, so maybe you oh, okay. should be careful what you're asking All for. All I'm
2: saying is be careful what you ask for, baby. <laughs> that's it. Um Rotating quarterbacks.
1: <laughs> I I have, a, uh, I have a friend who listens to our podcast. Ooh, By the way, Steelers Blitz, wherever you get your podcast, The show's uploaded. Every day, and on that's demand, with the Z, like free. Zelda, uh, like Zlatan, mm-hmm. like Zamboni, like Zoo. A shout out! Speaking of Zamboni, how about how about America Ooh. taking down the Canadians last night Marco. in the World Junior gold medal game? Take that! Take that, Canucks! A hockey's our game now. A football's our game. A basketball's our game. A baseball's our game. A now hockey's our game. A give us like another ten years and we're taking over soccer too.
2: And we're gonna eat our French fries with mayonnaise and gravy, <laughs> poutine, poutine. Yeah.
1: Um. I had a, uh, I have a buddy who, who listens to the podcast, not not a Twitter or social media guy, um, but he heard from Monday when we were kicking around bet yeah, ideas. ideas. Mm-hmm. And I think he's got a pretty good one. Uh-oh, I'm excited. He said that I should have to buy you McDonald's for lunch. Ooh, he said you guys, okay, you guys okay. joke a lot about how you both love this McDonald's. Is this is very he true. He said you've done the singing thing, you've done this the push-up thing, you've done the hair thing. He's like, why don't you just buy Mozi some McDonald's? It has
2: to be the breakfast, though
1: it could be whatever you want.
2: Yeah. He I, said a I meal from moats
1: from McDonald's.
2: I would definitely want the breakfast. That's uh, that's,
1: that's pretty I that's think solid. that's pretty good. That's solid. I think that's I like pretty that. good. So we'll keep that I like for this that, week, actually. you know. We'll I do we'll like that a lot. We'll, maybe we do we settle this bet like Super Bowl week after the Super Bowl this week. I don't know. <sighs> you tell me. Maybe we wait till after the Super Bowl because then we'll have we yes. can come in and we'll have some time and yes. we can joke yes. and we can laugh and we can ha ha. And, and,
2: and because that will also give us time that we we might come up with something different too. Well, that's true. So you never know because so we'll if, we were to, if we would if we would decided this right. two days ago we wouldn't have had this
1: idea. That's right. So let's give it a so little we'll time. Pencil in McDonald's meal. Yes. We're not Absolutely. gonna write it in pen. We'll write it in pencil. Yes. Uh, but let's but get I, to, I do like that. I, I, like that I, like well I like that as well too. I like that as well too. We got me on the Twitter.com who here. Who you say who
2: was there? Me. Hey now.
1: Happy Hump Day, Yins. What uh, is it? Okay, rank these Steelers based on pure talent level alone. Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, Martavis Bryant, Mike Wallace.
2: Oh, that's tough. That's uh, athletic tough. ability
1: alone though? Talent alone he said, just oh, pure t- talent alone. It.
2: So you probably go Claypool, Tay <sighs> Who the other guy? He said Mike Wallace, Juju and, and who else? No, those are the four. Yeah. Oh, it's just four. Okay. Yep, yep. Uh
1: I think definitely Claypool and, and Martavis. Then at the I am torn between Mike and Juju. Yeah. I feel like
2: Juju was more well rounded, but what Mike just does,
1: talent level Like
2: is that, cool. that 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 one thing that Mike can Ooh. do, he is exceptional at it.
1: Yeah. Like, very like, or, exceptional. Whereas
2: Juju is good at a lot of things, but I don't necessarily think he's great at one particular thing. He's not a right. burner. He, he's not gonna, you know, give you a ton of just juking and stuff like that. Ah. Right. I like his run out the catch. He's a tough and physical receiver, but...
1: Oh, like, I think you could argue you would want
2: Juju the most out of these four. And I think that's the difference, right? But
1: the question is just pure talent. Talent, yes. Because
2: if I'm trying to start a team, give me Juju. Right. Absolutely. But if I'm looking at just talent, I'm probably going to go Mike over Juju.
1: Yeah. And, man, Martavis Bryant's tough to deny, too. Oh, yeah. I that, mean, that, he, yeah. Martavis is definitely he, second. If, I just feel if like he Claypool had, is If he didn't more have the off-the-field stuff, he'd have been yeah. a first-round pick.
2: Claypool, I think, is more athletic and has better hands, more consistent hands, whereas Tate, that was one of his downfalls. He did have a little bit – he was very – not very inconsistent, but he was inconsistent with his catching. He can make a spectacular catch, and then he will drop a routine catch. Whereas with Claypool, we haven't necessarily seen that largely from him. So that's why, for me, I, I'm going to go Claypool.
1: Question number two. Does the Kevin Stefanski situation give the Browns a pass if they lose? Oh, without a
2: doubt. As soon as this released, it took all pressure off of the Browns. If Kevin Stefanski was available, Baker has to play well. If Baker plays bad, we're crucifying Baker. We're crucifying the Browns. Same old Browns, same old Browns. You take away the players that they've lost, the coaches that they've lost. I say plural because it's not just Stefanski. It's not just Joel Batonio. It's a ton of both. So for me – Yes, as soon as all of that got released, as soon as they found out Stefanski was going to be out there, and we know how well Baker has played under Stefanski compared to Freddie Kitchens and compared to Hugh Jackson, to me, I thought that that alleviated a ton of pressure for Baker. So now he has the built-in excuse of if he goes out there and plays bad, it's because they didn't have every piece they needed. They didn't have the coach that they needed, and we know, like I said, out of any other place, Cleveland without a doubt, understand the significance of having a head coach and needing a head coach. So when quarterback you quarterback to no question, man, and he's the guy that caused their offensive plays. So I, that's why for me, I just look at it as it alleviates a ton of pressure. And then you factor in that they don't have Vernon, uh, Olivier Vernon either. He ruptured his Achilles in that game last week. And they've already talked about how miles Garrett is still dealing with COVID. He's still dealing with the, 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 the hangover from that in terms of his lungs still hurting him, not being in game shape because of that. So, when you talk about all of those variables right there, without a doubt, I do think that it has given the Browns the easy out, and not that, and not that I think that the game would have went different in terms of them winning if they were full strength. But this definitely does take a ton of pressure off of them, and they will not be viewed the same. It, I mean, because obviously if they play this week, and we we definitely feel like we should win convincingly. But either way, if it's a blowout or a close game, I feel like it's never going to be viewed negatively for mm-hmm. Cleveland.
1: In the short term I agree with you like this following week you know Monday, Tuesday after mm-hmm. the game I think in the bigger picture though, what do I always say They don't no. ask they don't ask how they ask how many but so I think you're right like I think in the immediate mm-hmm. aftermath it gives them a pass but mm-hmm. I think 10 years from now when we're showing those highlights and see this is why I
2: wanted I wanted you to go there. Because the same way you would say that is the same way I respond when people brought up Lamar Jackson's first two playoff performances. Man, that first year, he can't win a playoff game. He can't win a playoff game. And it's like you say that, but that's a narrative. That's not factual. When we break down the facts of that first playoff game and that first season for him, well, sure, we he can was, see the layers there, right? Until what, so week, that's why for week me,
1: twelve week 11, yeah, week So that's 12.
2: why for me, even if somebody were to bring this up 15 years from now and they try to pull, oh man, Baker's record in the playoffs, man. If this was say he only had three opportunities, but they're like, man, he was you know one and two. Two in the playoffs. I'm not hearing that second loss if this was oh, one of well, them. sure, sure. Right, right. That's sure. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, I know big picture people will bring up, man, what was his numbers postseason? What has he done career-wise? I get that. Hmm. But when people try to hyper-focus on his playoff performances, for Baker, this will be something yeah. that people will, for a fact, bring oh, up. Oh, for sure. No for different sure. than when the people that bring up Lamar Jackson, that's why they do it the way they do it. So even with that being said, a, I still nice think it's going to help him out there
1: right there. Yeah, I think that's a nice parallel by you. I, but for I, those that
2: but but for those that don't know the backstory on it, some of the ones that don't know the backstory on Lamar Jackson's first year as the starter, yeah you can easily say that and people go, oh yeah, you're absolutely right but when they look into it, they're gonna understand the circumstances no different when we talk about some of Ben's performances and, and throughout his career where it's like well man you know he missed some time here or he was coming back from a a, a life-threatening injury here like it's very it was it was multiple things playing into it it's not as cut and dry as just all right this stat that stat right. good player bad player. Cleveland. Cleveland, and you know I don't even like Cleveland. I feel I mean, usually you know we, we talk about not seeking comfort. I just feel like this is a scenario where you're not necessarily seeking comfort, but it is clear that these variables are are drastically impacting this scenario. It's not like a oh well you know this happens in football or this happens normally. This is one of those. 2020, 2021, once-in-a-lifetime scenarios, and that's why we have to have these conversations and kind of react the way they are reacting to it. I agree. Like I, I said, agree. if it was like a regular injury, like, we're accustomed to injuries. If somebody had got just normally sick and you could see like, oh, this is like a flu situation, right? We understand that. But I feel like for all of us, it's still kind of hard to process. <laughs> You know these players not being available when we're not seeing these things, or in Joe Hayden's case where he's communicating, bro. I feel fine. I'm I, man. It sucks. I, I, I should be out there playing
1: against my old team, right?
2: Like it 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 messes us up because we're like, well, man, he's not healthy. He's not like he's but hurt. Then there's Miles Garrett, who's right? Like who's like the alternative, Or even yeah. uh Vince Williams, who you know he talked about he's what like he like went he through. Six packs yeah. cigarettes. So that's <laughs> the thing. You're just like it, it throws us off because it's not like an ACL where we know. Okay, it doesn't matter if he's a great player or a not good player. ACL ACL. We understand that. And Injuries, ankle injury. We understand that, like
1: Mike Tomlin always says, injuries are as much a part of football as blocking and tackling. No question. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think it it,
2: it would be our our perception of it would be a lot different, but because of these circumstances surrounding COVID and how it's still very new to all of us globally, that's the biggest issue. Yeah. I mean, when people get the flu, it's typically it's not like you get the flu and you're walking around. It's like you got the flu, you're in the bed. Like it's no, you know gray areas there's no oh it could be this or that whereas with this because of how the the, it just swings in terms of some people have really bad symptoms some people don't I think that's another reason why it just it it really is difficult for all of us to process consistently on the same level right
1: yeah I guess to bring this back full circle I guess it would define what you mean by a pass right because me says do the Browns automatically get a pass it just defines what you mean by Mm -hmm. pass like, I don't think anyone's going to be crying for them. But I think, like Moat said, if people try and use that performance from Baker to, you know, to critique him, that, that people will say, all right, well, you got a grain of salt with right. that. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a fair way to put it. Yeah, but,
2: because I don't think any of us think that the Browns would have won straight up. I mean, I'm sure people would have made a case for it. But just based on the factors of no TJ, no Cam, no Ben, none of these particular players out there, and you took this team to the wire. Now you would have to assume that you have a couple of injuries and now you add these key players coming back that the pendulum was swinging our favor. So I don't think that people are even looking at this in terms of it was going to sway the outcome. I just think that people are looking at the circumstances and saying, man, this team isn't even getting a fighting chance realistically coming into this matchup.
1: Ah, a fighting chance. That's all we want, chat. It'd be a lot better if Baker Mayfield was like a Notre Dame guy. A fightin' chance for uh, the fight Irish. A little fisticuffs. <laughs> uh, last one from me. What's for lunch? Well, you just had some breakfast on your way I in. I had to say, yeah. That was, uh, as, is that lunch? Maybe. I feel like that was lunch. I mean, it was like eleven forty-five.
2: But when I got it, it was it's still breakfast time when, <laughs> I,
1: when I ordered it. I'm I'm here all day. Today's my long day, long day Wednesday for Wes. I'm on air from noon to nine on Wednesdays. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and for me, I lucked up into like an easy Wednesday.
1: So I uh, <laughs> so I brought my lunch. I got some grilled chicken, some rice, and I got a granola bar because I'm in this building for like ten straight hours on Wednesdays. Yeah. I, I guess for me, um, let's see.
2: This morning I had a uh, sausage egg, and cheese
1: biscuit but, from Starbucks. There you go. You know. So
2: other than that, I, I was it's nothing. Nothing yeah. like a good breakfast. Sandwich, I had my I breakfast sandwich. sandwich I had my cup of Joe, and I. I was bumping Wiz Khalifa, so you know I, I was four one twoed out.
1: That's a good way to start the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Twitter at Wesley Euler at the Body Fifty Two. The Body. We got some more tweets coming in here. Questions about Cleveland. We'll get to those as we wrap out the first hour of the show. He's Arthur Moats. I'm Wesley Euler. You're listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
1: Arthur Motes, one of our original megawatts, mm-hmm. an OG Power Grid member. Mm-hmm. I'm, of course, talking about the in There, David. The one and only? He has got some kind of an idea here for the Brady bet. Ooh, Okay. He just sent a Photoshop of me hanging out with Tom Brady, hmm. and said, "What if Wes has to make this his profile picture for a day?" <laughs> I do like, but I need it more than a day, though. I, I, I would need, I would need like a week. I will say the one thing. I mean, it's two handsome boys here in the picture together. I mean, I'm I mean, just, I'm you know, just saying, man. my hair looks good in this picture. I mean, you look
2: really happy in that picture as
1: well. <laughs> I, I, I feel like you're low key. Sad that it's just a picture and not for real for real. So that's the question. Do you want me to have to have Tom Brady in my profile picture for a week? Hmm. Or do you want Free McDonald's? I mean, that's the oh, that's the duality of man right there. Definitely is. <laughs> Definitely
2: <laughs> is. I'm gonna have to give this some thought. I like this though. I like I like where we're headed right now.
1: We're in a good space. Oh, Arthur Moutz, Wesley Euler, having some fun, getting to some tweets here on the dot com. Uh, we had some good ones here that I wanted to uh to round out the hour with uh before we get back into some Steelers Browns and some super wild card weekend. Super wild card. Super wild card. Adam tweets being born in the late nineties, mm-hmm. raised as a nineties kid, Nickelodeon holds a special place in my heart. Without a doubt. I know Wes and Arthur are in the same boat, of course, without yeah. a doubt but I don't know how I should feel about this NFL game on Nickelodeon. Seems weird. What are y'all's thoughts? I'm intrigued. It's the only way you're going to get me to watch the Bears. I'll tell you that. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I feel like that's about right for them too. put put them on Nickelodeon. (laughs) Uh, As crazy as it sounds, this is the only thing. I
1: I, just want to know, like, if the quarterback gets sacked, does somebody get slime? I was going to say, can Um, I get a little slime? (laughs)
2: I I love the nostalgia of the slime. (laughs) I remember, man, we were, it was in a Music park, uh, King's me when I was growing up. Oh,
1: I know all about yeah. King's
2: Dominion. Yeah, and, and there was a little spot
1: just like that, and I was oh, I want to get in there.
2: I want that. Can I get that, please?
1: Now I'm thinking about classic Nickelodeon shows, Arthur mm-hmm. Motz. What's your favorite Nickelodeon show? Besides Nick at Night, what? <sighs> mm-hmm. All that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, shoot. Just fantastic. I mean, Rugrats, obviously, Doug. is a classic. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hey, Arnold. Mm-hmm. Are You Afraid of the Dark? You know what? flies yeah. under the radar for me. What's up? The Wild Thornberries. Oh yeah, that was. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah.
2: Donny Thornberry and all that. Come on, baby. That was highly underrated.
1: That's gonna. You know what? That was that's highly gonna, underrated. You know what? That's gonna be uh, Monday. All the excuses in Cleveland. Oh yeah. Are gonna,
2: oh yeah. Without a doubt. And that's gonna be us if they move this
0: game.
1: <laughs> Smashing, darling. <laughs> man, SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. Rocket Power? Yeah, Rocket Wiggy, movedy, Power wooggy, was underrated wooggy, wooggy too, man. Wooggy, 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 wooggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course you know, Moats and I are, are children of Nickelodeon. <laughs> you know what
2: I think? What else is Nickelodeon? You got Rock. Was it Rocko's Modern Kane, Life? Keenan That's and Cal, another one. Rocko's Keenan and Kel. Modern
1: Life. Absolutely. Oh, some some just some absolute stone cold classics. Um, Steel City Champs tweets the show here as my. And know, my t-shirt, t-shirt says Steel City. What just happened to the feed here? Here we go. Hey now. Um. Wes, I knew that we had things in common. My birthday is February 23rd. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm February 28th. We're close. Mm-hmm. We're close. Hey, don't tell Arthur Motes I said this, but all the cool kids are born in February. Um, mm-hmm. Steel mm-hmm. City wants to know, uh, what is one thing you do for yourself for your 30th birthday? Well, I-, I said this in the opening segment, but my wife and I, were both we were supposed to go to Europe for two weeks to celebrate mm-hmm. our 30th birthday. We were going to do that in March. Um we were thinking England and France, that's what we were leaning towards. You know, I was gonna get my trip to Old Trafford to finally mm-hmm. watch my Manchester United Red Devils in person. Mm-hmm. But we're just we're not gonna go to Europe for a two week trip with restrictions and in the nah. middle of a pandemic. We're gonna when we're gonna go to Europe, we're gonna be able to go to Europe. Yes. Um so I I don't know what a I- what am i gonna do for myself for my 30th birthday? Probably buy a PlayStation 5 and play we a bunch go. of video games. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Try to think for me, man. Uh my 30th birthday, I
2: planned to have a dirty 30 bar crawl because I'm a little more ratchet than you, you know you you are elegant going across you the a pond. Wow, boy. I said I wanted to do dirty 30 with a sash on that says dirty 30 <laughs> and bar crawl. Problem was I was still playing in the NFL, yeah. so I did not. I just settled for I think I had we went out to eat somewhere, and yeah, nice that was dinner. that. But yeah. the year before that, we did have a nice surprise birthday party for me for my 29th because I hyped the 29th up because I wanted to be mm. different. Let's do the 29th instead of the 30th. Because yeah. everybody
1: does 30th. So it's it's my wife's 30th birthday on Sunday. This Sunday? This Sunday. This Sunday. Like, oh, you Like bet, four uh, days bet from now. Oh, I got oh. some stuff planned. Oh, you want to tell write.
2: us? Want to share with the class?
1: Yeah, let me, uh... <laughs>
2: Just mute it so she doesn't hear it, but just tell me. You're good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can I triangulate this and block you know her location like, from yeah. hearing this right now? But, no, we, we've got some stuff planned for Saturday night. We've got some stuff planned for Sunday morning. Obviously, with the Steelers game Sunday night, I'll kind of be in work mode Sunday night. But I've got some things planned. Don't I you like worry. Don't like you it. worry. Uh, Steel City also wants to know, um, he's turns 39 this year, if Moats has any advice for what I should do before my 40th birthday hits. For the 40th hits. Like Prince once said, let's go crazy. I was about to <laughs> say, I mean, nuts.
2: you're supposed to go all the way there because you're about to be over the hill. So, uh I mean, if you haven't skydived, I would recommend doing that. Ooh. If you haven't been to the Grand Canyon, I would recommend that. Um, and he
1: lives in Seattle still yeah, similar, Exactly. So, so he's so, West Coast guy. Right.
2: You, you're, you're close enough to some of those places. Mm. But, yeah, I, I would do something, like, extravagant, yeah, man, because it's the 40th. Sure. So, like, you wanted to be like, hey, this is what I did to kick off my birthday the right way. Mm-hmm. Something that's going to get the blood going. Not Nothing crazy or dangerous, but just exciting mm-hmm. that, hey, man, you could look back and be proud of what you did to celebrate that birthday. Or you can, you know, come out to Pittsburgh and we just make a time of it on Southside.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Now, uh, well, now we're talking.
2: You ever had a 40-year-old bar crawl? I got you, baby.
1: Uh, Jared chimes in here on the Brady bet. I'm just spitballing, but what about West wears a gritty costume for a day? Mm. You know the Flyers mascot, Gritty. Yeah. I just, how are we gonna get the gritty costume?
2: I thought you own one, being that you were a Philadelphia. Oh, would you guy? take
1: it easy, oh, oh, okay. Arthur Moats?
2: No, 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 no. I think I you know. You know, you know that I, there's. I, I think I might know something here.
1: There's only three entities in the sports world that I can truly say that I hate. No, no, no.
2: I, I was gonna say the I Flyers feel like something are, with the Pitt. Flyers
1: are number two on that we, we list. We need oh, something no, shady no chance. McCoy related, no man. Chance. I have never worn any other college gear in my no, life no, no! no, than no, no, no. I, I don't even
2: want you to wear any other college gear, but I'm thinking about profile pics. That Shady in the pit gear, holding mm. that rock from that game is the profile pic for like a week.
0: Mm. I'm kind of liking that. Mm. And with the
2: hashtag, I love Shady McCoy. Hail to pit. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And you mm. have to attach that to every tweet you send out.
1: Hmm. Well HLTB. I ain't tweeting the whole week Easy, <laughs> easy, easy, easy solution so, so it would definitely need to be doing the I'm season when we got I'm the radio going show going for a week. Hashtag <laughs> HTP I, like I like where these are going though Like the gritty costume that's a good I mean you know yeah. right? It's it's man, on my on my yeah. lo, on my loathe list. It's yes. pit one. It's the Flyers too. Yes. So I mean, you're you're barking up the right this tree there. This would be funny. I just to secure a <laughs> gritty costume for a day would probably be difficult and expensive. Yes, probably for, like you said, for a
2: day too. That's and the problem. <laughs> it, 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 the the money that we would spend to get the costume, make sure it fits and everything, I would need you to have that in the heart of the Strip District on a Saturday at two o'clock with no COVID. Like I would need you to really, you I, know, experience that thing.
1: I don't know if uh, I've ever shared this with you before. Hmm. Maybe I've shared this with you. I don't know if I've shared this with the audience. Pitt jerseys to West Virginia game what? You shouldn't stop it. <laughs> Listen, I'm not like uh, some of these, you know, these Adam Crowley WV fans who 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 grew up wearing Rod Rutherford jerseys. All right, <laughs> so, all right. Settle down. When I was like eight years old, I saw my mom get into a fight with a dude at a pit game. All right. I mean, I was I was ra- I was raised. Set the raised tone. Set the tone early. <laughs> um, I don't know if I've ever shared this. Uh oh. Here we go. His, his, his Have conditions. I ever told you about how I was almost an employee of the Philadelphia Flyers? Have I ever shared this with you before? I think so, but refresh me. Uh, I feel like. So, when I first. Yeah. I, I was working for the hockey team in Ohio, right, right. right? And my wife and I were about to get married, and I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not like. My wife and I are getting married. I'm not doing this long distance thing. right? Um, And so, we kind of had this like, she was interviewing for jobs in Cleveland mm-hmm. because, you know, I was in Youngstown. We were going to live halfway in between. Right, right. But I, I just made the decision that as much as I loved the hockey broadcasting life, you know, being we played a sixty game regular season schedule. Gee, that's a monster. Pre season, postseason. I mean, I was yeah. on the I was on, on the road. road. I travel yeah. with the team. I'm on the road for seven, eight months a year. Easily. It just wasn't a lifestyle that I wanted when I, I knew that like I was gonna want to have a family and have kids. And especially early on in the marriage too. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Foundation years. So, um, I got a job with Intercom in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. right? Who's kinda, you know, the iHeartRadio, yes. Intercom, one of the big it was CBS radio at the time, but bought by Intercom uh, Corporation. I was working part-time. Mm. I was I was only working like two, three days a week when I first got out to Philadelphia. So I was still applying for other full time jobs. Mm-hmm. One of those was with a, a media digital position with the flyers. Mm-hmm. Like I would have been doing social media stuff and videos okay, and yeah. graphics and the website and, and all that, shooting videos, right. shooting because I did all that stuff for the right, hockey, with the you hockey know, team. When yeah. I was working for the minor league hockey team, mm-hmm. you got to wear seven different hats oh, no, when you're working for a minor league. I was the broadcaster. I was the media guy. I was the content guy. Yes. All that stuff. Color and play-by-play. Play. <laughs> Arthur Motes, I had four rounds of interviews with the Philadelphia Flyers organization. Whoa, I did not know that. I made it to the last three people. I made it to the final round, and I did not get the job offer.
2: Dude, that's low key awesome though, man.
1: Uh, now the two people that were in there with me were were much older and much more experienced right, than right. I was. But I made it through a lot of rounds of interviews. But I did not get the job offer. But if the Flyers would have offered me that job, I would have probably taken it. Oh, who wouldn't? It was a well paying job. I mean, at that time, think about with an that. NHL Absolutely, team. your wife was already there. Yeah, right? Come on, bro. Right. Yeah, that's so a no brainer. Man, I who I think I dodged a bullet there. You know what yeah. would have been hilarious too was Uh-oh. this was in 2016. So this was right before the penguins went back yes. to back. So I would have taken the job yes. with the Flyers. now. Okay, last That'd one. That would have be been rough. That would've been rough. Th- this is this is, <laughs> this is this is this is no joke. My last interview there was like right beside the GM's office. Like Chuck Fletcher's office. Yeah. I, my last interview was with like the VP of communications uh-huh. for the Flyers. So obviously I like I went through the Flyers front office and in and all that, like GM's office, everything. I, I always tell this to people to uh, to make them laugh and, and it, because it's true. When I had my last interview with the Flyers with their VP of communications, with the GM's office right, right next, next to me, to... I was wearing a suit, obviously. Duh. Suited and booted. I had a Penguins man. T-shirt on underneath my suit. Oh, <laughs> greasy tool. I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right, never forget where you came from, I baby. like it, baby. <laughs> we'll get to, uh, to more of your tweets when we return here. Oh, here's a good one from Amy real quick before we go to break. Amy says, uh, "My husband and I want to make some Pittsburgh food for the game on Sunday. Mm. What do you think of Devonshire sandwiches? Do you know, have you heard of Devonshire sandwiches? I actually have not. They're like, because um, I'm still learning like authentic almost, Pittsburgh it's, food. It's almost like um, I don't know. It's 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 almost like eggs Benedict in a way. Okay, but it's it's like." Um, it's like a creamy sauce. It's like a, a a chicken or a turkey breast with cheese, like on bread. Okay, it's it, it's it's good. I haven't had a Devonshire sandwich in a long time, but they are they are a a Pittsburgh. They kind of fly under the radar with the, you know the the fries no, right, on, right. the fries on sandwiches crowd, yeah. but Pittsburgh themed food for the game on Sunday. I mean you gotta have Heinz ketchup and some French fries, right?
2: Pizza roll, I feel like. Or what do you, what do you call yeah, yeah, pizza like a yeah. pepperoni roll, yeah. Absolutely. How about how about have something I mean you gotta have like fries that, on
1: something, right? Yeah, have fries, absolutely. fries on something. Some fries on a hot dog, maybe fries some, on maybe some, <laughs> maybe some maybe some pierogies.
2: I was saying pizza, you put fries on everything. I have seen it all.
1: On as long as it got has fries on it, it's, yeah, you're good. it's Pittsburgh food. Might throw a little sloth oh, there. Amy's got fi- me. Now I'm, now I want a Devonshire sandwich for lunch. Good stuff. All right, we got a lot of tweets rolling in here. I love it. We'll get to those in the second hour when we come back here. Arthur Motes, though, you say we do our last best of the West Wednesday of the year? Absolutely. Playoff. Well, edition. I should of the season because of yeah. the year thing. Yeah. Playoff. Playoff edition. Huh? Playoff edition. Super wild
2: card edition. Right, are we going 14 deep? That's the real question.
1: I I can't remember how. I, I got some honorable mentions. <laughs> oh, say, okay because it's only 14 teams. <laughs> so yeah. Number one on my list. Is the Jacksonville Jaguars because they won the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes? <laughs> Boom! How you doing? Uh, uh, How no, you no, no, around? no, no! Well, well, you can't
2: tank like that to get that. Well, what know, are you right? doing? No, this is you terrible. This is a it, disgrace it to the, the in, NFL. It affects like, the integrity. Of, yeah, I know. I, no, listen. Them winning is more important than that one overall C. They could have been the three seed or the four C for all that. I mean, to get that number one overall pick, come on, man! This is a disgrace to football. What are you doing? They need to clean house. Fire the owner. They need to fire everybody.
1: Fire Start the from own. scratch. Fire the owner. That's what
2: they need to do. <laughs> oh, I bet the game wasn't in prime time, so no one cares. Oh, oh, yeah, oh okay. that okay, makes sense. Go, okay, go. Oh, oh, go. Oh, oh, all right. Oh,
1: because the, the head coach of a 6-10 and 10 team is nah, that, about, that uh, that's, oh, Okay, it makes sense. I got you. I got to. I got you. you. Real quick. Real quick. I mean, we're way over to do for a break here. But who cares? I'm running the show. I'm the producer, all right? We'll get a break when I and want to. And it's your
2: money that's getting taken out of mine, so go with it, baby.
1: They don't pay me enough money to take any This going to be turned into a podcast. Did you find it ironic? Did you find it ironic yesterday when Joe Judge got on his soapbox and talked about how, as long as I'm here, we'll never disrespect the game like that? You went, Joe, Joe, remind me who your old head coach was. Exactly. And your old organization, and how many times you've been docked, draft picks, and been fined for cheating.
2: Exactly.
1: get out of here. Stop it. I'm glad we're on the same page. Stop it. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: You're listening to SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio.
1: Good afternoon, Steelers Nation. How we doing? I'm feeling super wild. (laughs) <laughs> born to be wild You know what we need to do? Can you mm-hmm. remind me of this? Because it's most it's Moat's Host Friday, so yes, I should run yes. it past you first since you're sitting in the captain's chair on Friday. Mm-hmm. Since it's Super Wild Card Weekend on yes. Friday, can we play all songs with wild in the title? Wild thing. Like wild thing, bow, like born bow. to be wild. I'm yes. sure there's plenty more out there that we can find. I need that. We'll, we'll yes. have a little We'll have a little theme with the yes. music on Friday for Definitely sure. Definitely need that. But one of the things that we always do on a Wednesday, it's going to be the last time we do it this season a little best of the west wednesday simple concept our top 10 teams in the national football league i go first because it's my segment and i start at the top of the list because that's the way i want to do it Uh, the top three teams on my list have not changed now for i think three or four straight weeks must be nice i got the chiefs number one Mm -hmm. uh big question though is can they turn it on you know they have not played their best the past month i'm not gonna no denying that they've not played their best Their offense hasn't been a juggernaut. They rested their guys last week. They have this week And have they dropped the game
2: even with them playing that bad? They have not, no. That's crazy.
1: That's why they're still number one on my list. That's crazy. I think a lot of elite teams have the ability to turn it on when the time Mm -hmm. comes. Um, You see that a lot in the NHL. You saw that with the Penguins for a couple years. You saw that with the LeBron James Lakers. You see teams that know when it's time to turn it on that can be a dangerous line to toe in the NFL because it's a single-game elimination Mm -hmm. tournament. You know, the Penguins can lose three games and still move on to the next round. The Los Angeles Lakers can lose three games. The Golden State Warriors can lose three games and still move on to the next round. The Chiefs have one game, and that's it. One bad game, and that's it. But that's the only question, is can they turn it on? They're number one on my list. Number two and number three, remember, I've split hairs on this. I've got the Packers, 2 I've got the Bills, three, because, man, I think Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are great. But I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. And that Batman. Can't go wrong with that. Adams out on the outside. Can't so go wrong with that. That's that's just where I split hairs. Um uh, that I that I that I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. That's why I got the Packers at two, the Bills at three. But I, again I've had those teams like that for three, four straight weeks now. I will say the Bills are the hottest team in the NFL. They have been mm-hmm. for two months. And it's, it's going to be fun to, to see if they can and put put a little bit of a run together here up in Buffalo. And you know that would be, whew, you want to talk about scenes. That, that would be crazy scenes. Electric. I still got the Saints at number four. Uh, you could easily argue best overall roster in football. And I tell you what, Drew Brees looked much better mm-hmm. on Sunday than he's looked in a long time against a good Carolina defense as well. Facts. Saints four. I've got Seattle five. Uh, a lot of people are bailing on Seattle because the offense hasn't been great the last couple weeks, but that's fine. I got faith in Russ. I got faith that that he'll, you know, they'll be able to beat a good Rams defense and get that thing going. Seattle's defense has been completely. Is uh, golf going to be back yet, or no? I don't know if they've made a final decision. Yet. I haven't heard anything. Yeah, yet. Um, that defense in Seattle has been transformed since they acquired uh, Adams and Dunlap this year. I got Seattle at five. Number six, I got the Ravens. They ran for over four hundred yards last week. J.K. Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins, silly
0: out there. is rolling. Gosh.
1: My goodness, I Look got the,
2: silly out there.
1: I got the Ravens at six. Pardon me. I'm dying over here. It just pains me so much to have the Ravens rated one spot ahead of the Steelers. But that's what I got. I got the Ravens at six. I got the Steelers at seven. Here we go. This Mm -hmm. is what we've been waiting for all year. Now Mm -hmm. it really counts. No excuses with Cleveland this weekend especially. Mm -hmm. I've got Pittsburgh at seven. I've got the Titans at number eight. Uh, Derrick Henry humming. Ryan Tannehill having a really good season. You said Derrick Henry humming. Derrick Henry is humming. He's trucking. (laughs) He's trucking.
2: (laughs) That boy joined the 2K list on us. (laughs) That's what he did.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know what? If the Titans had the same defense that they had last year, I'd really like their chances to go on a run. But that mm-hmm. defense is a little suspect. But they're they got with the way Henry and Tannehill are playing, they got a shot. Mm-hmm. Number nine, I've got Arthur Motz's boy, Tom Brady, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think that they've got a great chance to go on a run in the NFC. I mean, a lot of the matchups I like in their favor, they'll be in good weather, good scenarios, unless they have to go to Lambeau. Mm-hmm. I got the Bucks at nine. And then number 10, this was close, but I put the Colts at number 10. I like um, because I think their run game is on par with Cleveland. I really do now. Yeah. Uh, but they've got a better defense, and they've got a smarter quarterback. I wouldn't say a better quarterback. Wait a minute now. But a smarter quarterback. They have a healthy roster. They have a healthy staff. roster as well, The Browns too. do not. Yes, correct.
2: So, yes, that <laughs> has been very much factored into it. I was going to say, if you had the Browns in your top ten with no. all this information, i said, oh, no. Lord, you crazy.
1: But I do, have, I do have the Browns at 11. I've got the Rams at 12. I've got the Dolphins at 13. I know. How about that? All right. And and that's it. I, I, I need to put the Bears and the football team on my list. I don't think so. I mean the fact you got the Dolphins right really higher than the Bears, I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, the Dolphins like won it. ten games. I like it. Yeah. Football like team it. won seven games. I like, it. I like it. So there
2: it is, Arthur I'm again. taking the Dolphins
1: and the football team over the Browns right now. Hundred percent. Today. Hundred <laughs> percent I'd take the Dolphins over the Bears as well too. So I'm not gonna lie on my list. Right, right, right. Uh, so again, from the top: Chiefs, Packers, Bills, Saints, Seattle. That's the top five. Ravens, Steelers, Titans, Bucks, Colts. Honorable mentions: Cleveland, LA, and Miami. Arthur Motes, what say you? Funny thing is, similar. Is this another one of those similar weeks? This is one of those weeks where we have the exact
2: same teams, but we are completely different okay. in terms of the rankings. Okay. Holy cow! <laughs> Now, I feel like our top five are going to be, no, excuse me, our top five are similar, but different. All right, so I start. I got the Chiefs at the one spot. I mean, I think we all can agree. Even with them playing down to some, we're not even playing down, just not playing as good as we've seen them play. Because I don't think it's necessarily playing down. This is the same argument I make with Coach Tomlin when people say the Steelers play down to competition. It's not that. When you're the Chiefs, when you're the Steelers, teams get up for you. But they're still finding ways to get out of those stadiums with wins. And like I said, still making it convincing. Whether it's, you know, a touchdown or, or a 10-point win, they're still winning these games. So that's why I still have them at one. I agree with you. At two, I got the Bills, though, because they are the hottest team in football cool. right now in all three phases. They I mean won, you,
1: like, what, 10 straight if it wasn't for that Hale Murray? Uh, it was crazy. And then you factor in this uh, last
2: game, right? Against the Dolphins, that we t- they're a good team. 10-win team for a reason. And they needed to win to get in. Trounced them. They went out there and put 56 on them. Ran back a punt. Scored on defense. Trounced them. I mean, dude, we haven't seen two look like that in a while. We haven't seen the Dolphins look like that in a while. Seriously. From was, start to finish. It was, it very was rough. Impressive. It very was impressive. rough. So that's why I have them at two. Then at number three, I got the Saints right here, Ooh. man. Yeah, I just man, Drew Brees. He's getting back in the form.
1: He looked good on Sunday.
2: And knowing <laughs> the thing about them, I'm always torn when it comes to this – you know, the first couple of rounds of the playoffs because we know the Saints sometimes. I mean, back-to-back years now, we've seen them struggle early on in the playoffs, more so because of the matchup. I feel like they do get some very tough matchups. But either way, they haven't had a lot of success these past two years come playoff time. So it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that. Also, the status of Mike uh, Mike Thomas, he's supposed to be, uh, Michael Thomas was to be available to them as well, who was on IR these past couple of weeks, resting his ankle. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to help them out. But yeah, that's why I have them at three. And a quick, just side note: you said something yesterday about DeAndre Hopkins being the number one receiver. No, he's not. Stephon Diggs. But I digress. Anywho, at number four, I got the Green Bay Packers. Shout out to Aaron Rodgers, he's everything he's been doing. Listen, I want Aaron Rodgers and them boys there too. I'm not gonna lie. I just, to me, I feel like the Saints are too complete of a team, and Buffalo are just too hot right now for me to have them ahead of those guys. But the Packers, man, they're at four, and they're going to be a tough. Tough out come the playoffs. And number five, though, this is where we start to differ drastically. Drastically. Uh-oh. I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right here, man. I'm, I'm believing in Brady. They're hot right now. Um, honestly, the, the the one person that has really come to light these past three weeks is Antonio Brown.
0: <laughs> he
2: is starting to get back into that form oh, where we're no. like, uh-oh. And, and trust me, the only reason I really was watching him that heavy was because he was on my fantasy team. He got me to the championship. Shout out to him. But literally, you watch him and you're like, man, he's starting to get more comfortable. Him and Brady are starting to get on the same page. Throws that Brady was missing to him when he first came uh, to the team, they're connecting on now. And I just think that's going to improve more so. I don't even care about the the Mike Evans situation because if A.B. gets back to A.B. form. He'll be the best receiver. It does not matter who else is on that roster right now. So that's why I have them at five. At number six, I got the Tennessee Titans. They are hot. I understand their defense is suspect, but, man, they can score with anyone and their brand of ball. When you talk about them running the ball the way they do, they control the clock. And if they're not controlling the clock, they can score. They're the only home run threat teams I know that run the ball, you know, predominantly. That's that's what they are. But when you have Derrick Henry, a 2,000-yard rushing running back, that's a big deal. And that's why they've looked the way they've looked, and they've been finding ways to get the job done. So that's why I have them at six. And then at number seven, one of the hottest teams in football right now outside of Buffalo, the Baltimore Ravens. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the reason why we did not want to see them. It's the reason why I'm glad that they have to face the Titans in both of those teams. So I have rated higher than the Steelers can go ahead and beat each other up. And remember with this list, we're just saying who we think is the best teams, not who we think is going to advance in the playoffs. Because that's a different conversation. Correct. The Steelers are going to advance. They have the best matchup out of any team outside of Kansas City in, uh, in, um, and Seattle? Seattle. No, no, no. <laughs> or Green Bay because they have the buy, right? The two <laughs> teams with the buy. Outside of the two teams with the buy, the, 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 the Steelers got the best matchup. So I do feel like they're going to advance, but they're not. I don't, feel, I don't feel like they're better than those teams we just listed. Now, at number eight is why I have the Pittsburgh Steelers, because I do think that, man, they are a lot more confident because of that performance in that final week of the season. And because you had enough of your guys out there, it will carry over. But then you also think about, man, with last time we saw seven out there, and the second half was one of his best performances of the year. So we have to assume that he's going to give us more of that also. So that's why I have them at eight. Then at number nine, I got the Colts. I like them. Don't love them. Good. Not great. I feel like they got a terrible matchup against Buffalo. If they were matching up against anyone else in that first round, I feel like I, I like their chances a lot more because they are a good team. Not great. But Buffalo's a buzzsaw right now. So that's that. And at number 10, I got the Seahawks. I
1: like them. I like it. I like them.
2: But I, I'm starting to second Something guess Russell a little off. bit. Something does yes, feel a little bit off. Because like as much as we loved Russell early on in the year, as much as he was playing, as crazy he was playing – His play has been one of the bigger reasons why they went on that span of dropping those games. It wasn't as if the defense, because we said the defense was bad, but the defense wasn't the Achilles heel. The defense wasn't the one that was breaking their back. It was Russ playing bad, Russ turning the ball over. And I don't know if the hero ball that we become accustomed to with Russ, if that's going to ultimately bite them in the butt come playoff time when this road is getting narrowed and these teams are a lot better. Because as we saw, when they play some of these top-tier teams, when he's turned the ball over, they haven't been able to get back in these games. They haven't been able to close that gap because defensively they struggle to stop teams. So that's why for me I have them at 10. And then for the honorable mentions, (laughs) Miami, Rams, if golf is available, Rams.
1: That's about it.
2: Yeah, I don't want to include the Bears or Washington on my list. No. Nah. When Washington said, yeah, man, we might have uh, Alex Smith back there again next week, we were probably going to rotate him. I said, nope, nah. nope, throw him away. <laughs> nah. If you're rotating quarterbacks in the playoffs, it's not a good situation, baby.
1: You know what would be hilarious to me? I was thinking about this. If I was Dak Prescott, I might want to go play for the Washington football team. I would. That defense, I would. Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, No, you no, 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 beat no, up no. on the Cowboys shout, twice shout, a year. Shout out to
2: your boy Jerry Jones saying that, hey, Dak has all the leverage right now in this scenario.
0: Gosh,
1: Did I mean, you think? You know, he's you think, crazy. Do you think, really? Yeah, he has all the leverage right now. you think, really? You, you're saying that the quarterback that you refused to pay for two years. Oh, he has all the leverage, yeah. Who got hurt and your team fell apart. Oh, man, he has all the leverage you know, right saying now. saying that guy has oh, leverage? I can't believe this. <laughs> there it is, our last best of the West for this season. Well, you know what? Over the off season, we'll do some goofy best of the Wests. Mm-hmm. You know, like top 10 Pittsburgh sandwiches, things mm-hmm. like that. But we're going to say it's the last one of the NFL 2020 yeah. regular season. Yeah. There we go. Because
2: this is the final regular season one. Because now it's Super Wild Card.
1: That's right. Yeah. And we will continue to discuss Super Wild Card. Get to your tweets when we come back here on the other side. At Wesley Euler at The Body 52. <laughs> the Body. It's Euler and Motes. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
1: Super wild card weekend. Say that again. Super oh. wild card yeah. weekend. Yeah, it is. You know, I retweets us here and, you know, saying that whenever we say super wild card weekend, hmm I'm thinking of Flip Michigan Mega Bowl (laughs) from Semi-Pro. Flip (laughs) Michigan Mega Bowl.
2: For me, when I say uh, Super Wild Card, it reminds me of Super Wings. Anybody that's been to the Outer Banks knows what I'm talking about because Super Wings is like everywhere down there. This reminds me of that, man.
1: Oh, man. Arthur Motes, Arthur Motes. The tweets are rolling in here. Let's get to some more Mm -hmm. of these here as uh, the second hour of the show rolls along. Steeler Bomb 2030. I don't know if we've heard that name before. I don't think First we have. First time are. tweeter. Welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, absolutely. The Steeler Bomb says for the Brady bet that it should be a profile picture of me with Tom Brady, Sean Payton, and Brian Dawkins. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and throw Shady McCoy in there, too.
1: I was going to say, like, I, Shady have has with, to be I don't in have there. a problem with Brian Dawkins. He's got a problem with me, to uh-oh, be fair. Uh-oh, right? uh-oh. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I mean, you do got a point there. Right? Uh, I mean, yeah. He's got a problem with me. I don't got a problem with Along with, him. like, all of Philadelphia. Just remember on Super Bowl Sunday when his former head coach finally got over the hump and won his first Super Bowl, Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Brian Dawkins sent one tweet about Andy Reid and mm-hmm. three tweets about Wesley Euler. Just just remember, people don't forget. Hey, I mean, man. I got him rattled, Arthur Motes. I believe the kids call that rent free these days. Is Definitely that what the
2: rent call that? free. Even better because it was with the Hall of Famer.
1: Yeah, it is. Was he uh, first ballot? Second oh. ballot, Hall of Famer. Ah, uh, he was true. Hey, you know, Brian Dawkins, great player, Hall of Famer, fantastic leader, meant he a did. lot to that organization. Mm-hmm. He's not Troy Polamalu or Ed Reed. And nah, you wanna, you wanna bro. You know how I know that? How do you know that? When the Eagles, you know, finally got over that hump and won the N, you know, when they went to, like, four straight NFC yes, Championship yes, games. I remember that. When they finally got over that hump and beat the Falcons to mm-hmm. get to the Super Bowl, which they didn't win, by the way. Oh, yeah. I remember that, too. Uh, When they got the trophy up on the podium, do you remember the first thing Brian Dawkins said, Arthur Motes? I do not remember, actually. He said, give me my respect. Hey. And, you know... I don't remember uh, Troy Polamalu ever having to say, give me my respect. Nah. I don't remember Ed Reed ever having to say, give me my respect. When you got the juice, you don't have to ask for it. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. Brown don't got to walk around asking
2: for that. Jordan ain't got to walk around asking for that. They are who they are for a reason.
1: Um, what Juju Ben Hayden Okora for? I love that name. Every Me time. too. I'm just throwing it uh, out there. Wants to know from you. I'm assuming since you're the one with the decade of NFL experience, what does a typical halftime look like from an adjustment standpoint? Is it position groups? Is it a coach standing at a chalkboard or a whiteboard? What is a typical halftime? Walk him yeah. through a, what typical halftime adjustments look like. Yeah, without a doubt. So I'll take you through two scenarios. Um, if it's a positive scenario, well,
2: actually. They're still going to be the same. Win or lose, or winning or losing at halftime, the biggest difference is this: if we're winning, as soon as you get in the uh into the uh, locker room, Coach Tom, he's motivating everybody, but he's more so letting you know, hey, man, you got to keep the foot on the gas. Zero zero coming out of halftime, we're not worried about anything; right. just focus right. on us. And then from there, your position coaches will you know break down their various boards. So it'd be one white board set up on one end of the locker room, one white board set up on the other end for obviously offense and defense. And then from there, the coordinators will speak. If there's a particular issue where there's a run that we've been seeing or a zone read or or a passing concept that we're struggling with, we're going to be breaking that down. And then from there, we're going to be – spitballing different ways of how we want to combat it. If the coaches say, hey, look, man, we want to check to cover three. Anytime we get this trips look, well, that will be the new check. But at the same time, a player could simply say, hey, look, coach, I understand we want to check cover three, but I'm more comfortable playing cover two right here. All right, well, we'll go cover two then. So it's going to be a conversation like that. Then once we all agree upon what what the checks and changes are going to be, Now you will potentially break down with your position groups. Hmm. So if your position group has something he wants, your your position group coach has something he wants to tell you, you'll meet up with them and then they'll communicate with you. Other than that, once the coordinators speak, I know for me, typically, I would go back to my personal locker. Because from there, I'm like, man, I might have certain drinks I want to drink or something to eat or I might want to change a cleat, a glove or things like that. So that's typically how it works when,
1: you know, things are going well. Maybe your socks are soggy and you want to put on a new pair. And it
2: definitely can happen. I mean, depending on the conditions, whatever it may be, it's a lot of variables like that. Now, if you're losing, though, that's where it's a little bit different. Now you're going to get a little bit more elongated version of Coach Tom. And when he comes in there, he will address everyone, not only on a, hey, man, good job, keep it going. It's going to be, hey, listen, these are the issues that we're having offensively. These are the issues that we're having defensively. These are the things that we're going to do to change that. This is what we're going to do to fix this. No questions. This is what it's going to be. List to your coordinators. So you can see the difference of tone if we're struggling. Sure. It's going to be way more direct. It's going to be more so I'm talking to you, not talking with you. If we're winning and we're talking about just trying to stay ahead of the curve on some of these checks and stuff like that, it's more so of a, a conversation, a back and forth. But when he feels like, hey, man, this isn't going right, I'm going to put, I'm gonna make the moves that I need to make to make this thing work. And that's kind of how it would go. And then you also, if it's a situation where you're trailing – I mean, you're more likely gonna get one of the captains that that they're gonna come up and speak. And it's not anything formal where, all right, this captain always talks. It's just more so, man, if they're passionate about it and you I mean, if Pouncy feels that he wants to say something he'll stand up and say something. It could be Cam. It could be Ben. There's no real right or wrong in terms of who's speaking. It doesn't necessarily have to be the captain. There's been times where sure. Zier has said something sure. before, and sure. he wasn't T. J. a captain. T.J.
1: Wadden. Yeah, yeah. So,
2: so it just depends in that from that standpoint. But the tone is very different winning at halftime mm. compared to losing at halftime and losing while playing bat. Like, I think that's that's important, too, because you could be playing good and you know, you'd be just trailing by a couple of points, whether it was a field goal or something late in the half. But – yeah, if you're not playing up to par, it's it's a different tone, it's a different energy in there. But yeah, once they are all done speaking, though, you'll probably have about another you know five minutes roughly to do whatever you need to do, whether it's going to the restroom, like I said, adjusting things, seeing the trainer, whatever it is, you do it all in that window. But honestly, halftime for the viewer is a lot longer than halftime for the players. For the viewer, think about this: as soon as the clock hits zero, halftime starts for you. Mm-hmm. All right. So from there, you got time. If, you, if you're at home, you go get something to eat, bathroom, bathroom whatever. It's nothing, right? Back another cold if you're, one. If you're, in the, if you're in the stadium, right, you go to the bathroom, get a concession stand line. You come back, you feel you got a long time. For the players, though, you got to think, they're going to have about a 20-minute window tops to get off the field, get to the locker room, which is going to be a three, four-minute walk easily, because not all of us jog to the locker room, especially once you get <laughs> off the field. It's a, it's a nice little walk, and you're walking on like concrete, so you don't want to slip and fall. Which we actually did have a we we had our chaplain at, at one time definitely slip and pretty much hurt his uh, vertebrae like he was almost like paralyzed behind it was nuts so you got to be extra careful and then by the time you get there you're looking at about 15 minutes to go to the bathroom stretch do all those things I said along with coach talking formally mm-hmm. and all those things mm-hmm. not a lot of time no, and you got to get back on the field. Because once the twenty minutes is, right, it's not like twenty right. minutes And get then back come out
0: exactly to re-warm again. up. So yeah.
2: you don't have a lot. It, it's it's really fast-paced. Like Ten minutes tops.
0: Yeah, tops.
2: Yeah. Ten minutes of, of legit communication, bathroom, whatever. And it's been Change times. Your or it's your been times or where somewhere. I might have had to run to the bathroom, and it's a line in there. Depending <laughs> of your home away, because some of <laughs> these sure. facilities is only one or two bathrooms. So sure. you're like, all right, well I'm missing what he's saying. So we would always tell like the the inactive types, right? Because you know. Each game you're going to have anywhere between six to eight players that don't Don't dress.
1: Don't clog up the bathroom. No, we
2: simply tell them this. Look, during halftime, y'all aren't going to the bathroom. Your job is to sit here and you're the listener. Anything that is said, you need to be able to listen to it and and convey it directly to me the same Mm -hmm. way he did if I have to go to this bathroom, when you come out, you literally go to those person. and they're like, hey, look, right, man, he says say? this, 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 It's
1: like when you go to the bathroom during a movie, right? Yeah, you're absolutely, coming, yes. You sit back down and you're like, all right, yes. what did I miss?
2: And you know that's <laughs> important because, like, <laughs> hey, if, if that guy's not listening, he's like, oh, I think he says uh, we're going to check the cover three versus empty. But they really say we're going to man versus empty. And you're screwed. Now you're screwed.
1: You're up the, up the creek right. without a paddle, right. So like to and,
2: and trust me, you do not want to be that guy at halftime that says, hey, coach, I was in the bathroom. What did you say? Don't be that guy. Whatever you do, don't be that guy. Nah. Coach ain't going to repeat him. Yeah, coach
1: don't repeat himself. Coach is like your parents when they're laying down the law. Don't make them
2: repeat themselves. (laughs) Whatever you do. Whatever you do, don't do that.
1: (laughs) Uh, Josh tweets and wants to know, uh, will there be a Here We Go song this week?
2: The new version? Because we've been waiting on the new version to drop. Isn't this playoffs?
1: It's out. The Roger Wood. I think he means our version.
2: though.
1: Uh, Yes. It needs to be. I didn't do one last week, and, and the Steelers lost. Yeah. Remember, we've been going with the mojo. So, yeah. since we didn't do one last week and the Steelers lost, we're going to do one this week. I feel like it's only right. you got to flip the mojo back. I feel like it's only right. we got a great question here from David, mm-hmm. okay, that involves the naming rights of Heinz Field. Because they did extend it one year. They extended it one more year. Yes, so next year it'll still be Heinz Field, but after that,
2: They'll be back in the same boat the in terms name, of negotiating. The name could, the name could yeah, be whatever. up in the air. Yeah.
1: So David asks a really good question here about what names do we like if it's not Heinz Field. I'm going to tease that. We're going to go to break, mm-hmm. and we're going to discuss on the other side. Mm-hmm.
0: And we'll do that right here
1: on SNR. Grandma and your grandma was sitting by the fire. My grandma told your grandma, I'm gonna set your flag on fire. Talking about him now. Him now. I go, I go one
2: day. Jacomo Fino, I'm not
0: Fino, I'm This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24 7 home of the black and gold. SNR
1: wrapping up the show as we always do with your reaction your questions comments concerns on the twitter.com and we got a good one from David here mozi Heinz Field for one more year but after that the name of the Steelers Stadium is up in the air uh, David wants to know what names we're liking after that and he chimes in with a good one Sheet Stadium hmm. and he says should I order my Sheezin shtickets now yes, <laughs> yes and get you a schmuffle and a schmisk, sh- right. and a schmuffin and a schmisket and a schmeggle Jeez. That's a good one by David. That's a good one. Mozi I just, whether, you know, they figure out something with Heinz, Hines, yeah. long term, wh- whatever, I just hope it stays a Pittsburgh-based company. I think it's really cool that the three major arenas and stadiums in Pittsburgh, heinz mm-hmm. Field, PNC Park, and PPG Paints Arena, are all Pittsburgh companies. Gotcha. I-, I think it's really cool that our three major stadiums are named after companies that are based from here. You know, it's it's I not agree, yeah. it's not some massive insurance company or it's not you know anything like that. I I hope it's just something that's Pittsburgh or Western Pennsylvania based. Absolutely. Um, I honestly don't know who it would be. I, I mean, obviously
2: you go PNC Park, right? Because they got the baseball And We said they'd probably be chomping at the bit if Ooh. they can get the opportunity to switch from the Pirates to some the money. Steelers.
1: They got some money. Oh
2: yeah, they got my money too. Now that I think about it, <laughs> PNC Giant, <laughs>
1: Giant Eagle, uh-huh. big company. <sighs> um,
2: you know who else? Took? Hold on, What was it? What was the uh, the arena called before? Was PPG? Wasn't it like First it Energy? It was Consol or Energy, Consol which Energy, which is
1: based out of Washington, PA. Uh, yeah. well, see, maybe they come. So, Maybe I they mean, make a return. Maybe, maybe. I'm trying. You know who too uh, wouldn't surprise me if they threw their name and they threw their hat in the conversation.
2: Shanderovish Shanderovish <laughs> and Fishman. <laughs> borders and Borders. I hear them names all the time. <laughs> but would they be one?
0: <laughs>
1: um, American Eagle. Oh yeah, Cause you cause know, they they like, like, a, like yeah. a decade ago they moved yeah. their headquarters to Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, it's right down the street it's from, the, right facility. Down yeah, the, street from the facility. Um UPMC could always get involved, yeah, obviously. Yeah,
2: UPMC definitely.
1: There there's but like I said I I hope it's yeah. I hope it's um you know why don't we just call it the
2: still Local, like the SNR or the Electric Factory. Well, that's funny
1: you say you that because thrash. thrash says petition to, petition to change the stadium name to the Electric Factory after next year. Yeah, just do that. It'd be perfect. There we go. I mean, and we'll it live broadcast
2: all all games right here.
1: That's what Irie said yeah. too. Uh, if you guys could just choose the name and it didn't have to be named after a company, what would you pick? I would probably go back to Three Rivers Stadium
0: mm.
1: or new Three Rivers Stadium. We it's, could do, like, the Yankees Stadium the thing. New Three new Rivers. Three Rivers. But, yeah, you know, I'd go with Electric Factory Field, baby. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that at all. Can't go wrong with that. Um, David says, what about something to pay homage to Three Rivers, like the Blast Furnace? Ooh, Steel City Stadium. I like Steel City Stadium. I can yeah. see that. How about... Mr. Rooney Field, you know, if we were gonna, you could, if we were gonna name it after something Just that didn't have to be a company name, name it the Chief after, ooh, you know. but then you know, Patrick it, Mahomes might get a little too comfortable coming yeah, to Pittsburgh. You're right, you're right. <laughs> that that'll be interesting though. I, that's that's a good question by David there. I, if if it's Sheets Stadium, I want a Sheets in the stadium. Yes, yes. You, you get what I'm saying there. Yes. Like, ooh, yeah. It'll it'll be interesting to see what happens. But like I said, I hope it's not. You know like the Mercedes-Benz Superdome where the Falcons play. Right. Mercedes is a German-based company. No, one cares. Yeah. yeah. Like like I I'm with you. I, I wanted, Without a doubt I'm with you. I don't know is at and a Dallas-based company? at and Stadium. I don't know where it's based out of. Yeah. yeah like I just I I hope it's a, a Pennsylvania. It has a Pittsburgh. name. I thought it was called Jerry's World. Well, I mean, everybody. <laughs> it's AT&T Stadium cuz you know what that stands for. No. Abundance of tears and turnovers. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. AT&T Stadium, formerly Cowboys Stadium in Arlington, mm-hmm. Texas. Um, well, what I should have done is Google AT&T headquarters. I know that this is this is just thrilling radio that we're, that we're doing here. <laughs> do, do, do. Oh, it's and Dallas, Texas. This is okay. called AT&T's investigative is, journalism. That's, that's what that was right there. AT&T's headquarters are in Dallas, Texas. So, you know, that works. That works. I guess. You know, we've got to – there's so many tech and medical and – you know, I mean, we mentioned American Eagle, UPMC, PNC, Highmark, um, GNC. What about GNC? GNC's out of here? GNC's out of Pittsburgh, I yeah. I know that, actually. Yeah. We got some options today. We got some options. Listen, Pittsburgh's coming up yeah, in the world, all right? Pierogi
2: Field. Just call it that. We'll be <laughs> good, man. <laughs> Start with a P.
1: Pierogi Field. 84 Lumber? That's a lot to say, though.
2: I feel like we, it has to be
1: like— We, we lay the wood at 84 yeah. Lumber. Ooh. Eaton par- Park Park. Eaton M- Park. Just Eaton Park. Eaton Park, yeah. Oh, Eaton Park. Oh, Arthur Motes. We're going Eaton Park. Field. Eaton <laughs> Park. Get State. you a Devonshire sandwich yeah. over there at Eaton Park. See? I like it. Let's see. What else? Anything else? Anything else? Um, Starkist? I forgot Starkist had... Oh, they are here. here. Yeah. The, the tuna joint, yeah, the tuna company. You see it down in the woods right by PNC right. Park? Their headquarters. Wow, well, how about that? I'm, I'm not gonna. Lie. I am not going to i would have, I
2: would not want us to be called that. Not nah. the tuna. Nah. Heinz is cool. <laughs> I can't do the tuna fish. Nah, nah. nah there's
1: too many baked-in jokes. And, for and,
2: and, and at least it's uh, at least it's Heinz ketchup. Imagine if it was like the Heinz mustard. Like,
1: nah, 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 nah. That ain't gonna work. One last one here from Mick. Dick's Sporting Goods. Hmm.
0: But, but then we, again, there's that, some
1: jokes that, that, that can get, that, get out of hand. That we, we, can get out of hand. can get out of hand. We're going to go with Eaton Park. I like that. Let's say <laughs> family-friendly. Electric Factory yeah. Field or Eaton Park.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Boom.
1: Arthur Motes, that'll do it for the show today. <laughs> Jeez. Good stuff today on- uh, Always fun, man. On uh, what was super- A Super Wild Card Wednesday. Super Wild Card Wednesday.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, super
1: mm-hmm. Wild Card Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow to uh to continue our shenanigans, to continue to look ahead to Brown Steelers. Hopefully there will be no negative developments in the COVID world in Cleveland between right. now and then. We'll talk to our good buddy uh, Brian Backo tomorrow, as we always do on a Thursday. And uh, thanks to everybody who chimed in. Last one here. Thrash says, what about just Permani's Field? There you go. okay That's classic. Can't you go wrong got to have some French fries on the top, though. I mean, if it's going to be Permani's Field, we got to build a roof and we've got to mm-hmm. put the French fries on the top. This is true. <laughs> we're back tomorrow. Thanks to everybody who tweeted. You know we love your participation, the good conversation, stoking that you guys do here on the show from time to time. And uh, and we're rolling into the playoffs, baby. Arthur Motes, this is our first week of doing a show where the Steelers are playing a playoff game. I mean, how about that? I like that? it, man.
2: I like it. It's new, new territory for us. New
1: territory for us. That will continue tomorrow. You know when to find us, as always. High noon. We'll holler at you uh-huh. on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. <gasps> Steelers. Nation Radio.